Out of the Shadows by Thea, read by Facing the North Wind for hpfanfictalk.com. The rating is M. Chapter 1. Darkness Rising. Never, not once, in the five years she'd entered these same doors, looked up at the magnificent ceiling, taken in the tables neatly arranged in lines, the golden chair at the head of the hall, the banners and flames that adorned the side walls, had she felt a sense of discomfort, of fear. There was an unnatural chill in the air, a tenseness suspended beneath the enchanted sky, guillotine-like, eerie shadows danced in the corners in a flood of grim faces, their eyebrows scrunched together and lips moving in indiscernible whispers was all she could see around her. She quickened her pace, shoulders hunched, face shrouded by a veil of hair, making her way to the table on her far left. She took a seat in her usual spot, at the end nearest the doors, and scanned the table, her stomach churning as she took in the sparse numbers, the gaps in the seating, three faces that were conspicuously, but not unexpectedly, missing. Ginny, hey, came a voice to her left, a weight dropping down beside her. You okay? Hi, Demelza, she said, giving her friend a one-armed hug. Yeah, I was just thinking about all the students missing today. I knew some wouldn't turn up, but this... Yeah. It feels empty in here, Demelza replied. And I can't believe we have to deal with Snape as headmaster. I'm more worried about the Death Eaters as teachers, said Ginny wryly, waving a hand towards the head table. At least Snape's not teaching this year. We'll barely see him if we're lucky. Just then, the low murmurs filling the hall deadened into a stiff, stark silence, the hollow eyes of the returning students shooting glares at the pale figure standing up at the head table. "'Settle down, students,' said Severus Snape, his mellifluous voice riding waves of silk through the hall, tinged with a cold edge, a glimmer of steel. Ginny shuddered. She turned as Neville Longbottom slipped into the seat on her right. "'The first years are with McGonagall. Sorting will begin any minute now.' he muttered. Sure enough, the doors opened and a trickle of students entered, huddling together in a tight clump once they reached the front, eyes shooting nervous glances all around them. So few this year, Demelza whispered. The parents are scared. Apparently it's the lowest rate of admission Hogwarts has ever had, Ginny replied. How do you know that? Later, Ginny hissed out of the corner of her mouth as an old, tattered hat was brought onto the podium, looking wearier than ever. A mouth opened at its brim, and it began to sing. Ginny tuned out the words, catching wayward phrases like darkness at its peak and come together as one. Yeah, right, she thought, snorting to herself, as if the Slytherins would be willing to come together. A chill came over her, and she rubbed her arms, suddenly feeling a sense of loss, a moroseness creeping up from her stomach to her chest. Harry, she thought, wherever you are, I hope you're okay. She lifted her eyes and looked out across the tables, the startling blue eyes of her best friend catching her own, sending silent waves of comfort filling her with warmth. Ginny nodded subtly, a small jerk of her head as her eyes flickered to the sorting and back, a silent message that she was all right, that she would talk to Luna later. With a small smile and her eyes glazing over, Luna turned back to the sorting. Ginny clapped half-heartedly as a scrawny boy with a pointy chin made his way over to the Slytherin table, his eyes darting nervous glances at his housemates. She didn't blame him. 
the green-clad students were a ferocious-looking lot the only ones being boisterous on this day like there was nothing wrong her eyes roved over the group of seventh years huddled in one corner faces smug there he was draco malfoy head boy he'd been a nightmare during the prefects meeting on the hogwarts express every sentence containing an insult his mouth constantly curved into a sneer how does it feel to be on the wrong side blood traitor he'd spat you tell your brother and potter that the dark lord is coming for them it's only a matter of time she'd felt a sense of rage rising in her waiting to be unleashed and her hand tightened on the grip of her wand ready to fire some of the most brutal curses she knew at this liar this traitor to the school the one who was good as killed dumbledore she didn't care what her mother said what the order said if draco hadn't been at the astronomy tower that night hadn't disarmed the headmaster snape wouldn't have been in such a convenient position to finish the job only neville's firm grip on her arm had prevented her from turning draco's face inside out before she could retort daphne greengrass had stepped in taking the reins and moving the meeting forward Ginny had never interacted with daphne much never been at the receiving end of taunts or curses from the slytherin girl now head girl so she'd withheld her tongue pushed down her boiling rage breathed deep one two three times and turned her thoughts to the prefectorial duties being laid out sorting's over came demelza's voice and jinny pulled herself out of her thoughts turning her eyes to the plate and loading it with roasted chicken and baby potatoes thanks demelza she said shoving a forkful of food into her mouth so you want to tell me what you meant earlier about the admission rates being the lowest it's not surprising is it jinny murmured dumbledore's gone you know who has pretty much taken over the school and the ministry no one's safe she looked around to make sure no one was listening in and continued leaning closer to her friend mcgonagall somehow managed to get a list of all the new students i'm not sure how mum made me go to my room before i could find out any more but apparently the order has been going around to the homes of the new muggle-borns helping them go into hiding this is the order of the phoenix you told me about the one dumbledore formed that's the one demelza let out a low whistle those poor kids their families imagine being introduced to this whole new world and then being told your life is in danger that's just so fucked up yeah it was difficult believe me mum would yell all the time during those weeks unable to handle dad being away all the time the order moving in and out of our home and preparing for bill and fleur's wedding as well she was a nightmare are they safe are you safe didn't death eaters crash the wedding it was all over the news yeah we're all okay jinny replied the wards have been strengthened around the borough and dad's keeping a low profile we figured it would be better for me to come back to school not to give them any more reasons to target us at least for now demelza gave her half a smile more more of a grimace the uplifting of her mouth and tightening of her jaw conveying more than any words could they settled into a sullen silence and jinny began stabbing at the food on her plate rolling the potatoes around her appetite having vanished once the tables were clear of food the light chatter that filled the hall died down as snape stood up in his place eyes narrowed looking down his hooked nose at the students a few announcements he droned as you can see we have a couple of changes in staff this year professor electo caro will be taking up the position of muggle studies professor as professor burbage is currently indisposed she does not look pleasant jinny thought taking in the new professor's hooded eyes and menacing smile the ministry has decided that the curriculum at hogwarts is sorely lacking 
continued snape henceforth defence against the dark arts is renamed as the dark arts and will be taught by professor amicus caro Ginny sat in stunned silence as a smattering of claps filled the great hall the loudest coming from the slithering table she hadn't expected this hadn't heard a single word about actually learning the dark arts at hogwarts from the order or her father or anyone a bead of sweat ran down her spine as the students broke for the night she stood up shaking the haziness from her mind pushing away her thoughts for the solitude of her bed and joined neville in herding the first years to the gryffindor common room the first years stood in a huddle at the foot of the staircase taking in the seating arrangements the subtle ticking of the clock in the background the flames flickering dancing casting shadows all over the place rising and falling over and over the students gasped in wonder introduced to the place that would be their home for the next seven years their excitement infectious jinny smiled exchanged amused glances with neville and took a deep breath ready to recite the instructions that she'd been told to pass on just then the door to the gryffindor common room banged open and three girls walked in staggered really the one in the middle sobbing her lungs out while her friends held her upright faces ashen there were no words needed no explanations to be shared they all knew what had happened what could have caused her bloodshot eyes and heaving breaths jinny ushered the first years up the staircase their faces sombre and looked around once for familiar faces counting in her head checking her list of friends of classmates the boy she'd once bumped into in the corridor there was parvati lavender next to her romilda vicky jack and in the corner was seamus and she stopped eyes roving the crowd searching searching and she looked back where was he she made her way over to seamus hey where's dean she asked him haven't you heard dean's on the run no jinny whispered yeah they got his name down in the muggleborn registry last i heard from him he was out of london Merlin, i didn't know scary out there been rumours that there are these bounty hunters roaming around trying to find stragglers and people on the run taken back to the ministry i hope he makes it out seamus replied jinny gave him a tight smile bade him good night and ran up the staircase to her bed heavy drapes enclosed it hanging in folds of crimson red separating her from the world beyond it and she layered on silencing charms all over them before letting her tears run free seconds turned into minutes and time was warped flowing together melting and churning at some point jinny did not know when demelza joined her sitting at the foot of her bed passing her chocolate frogs and sugar quills the wrappers glinting in the low light jinny felt the words begin to tumble out of her and she couldn't stop it it all came out her fears her anguish this deep deep ache in her chest when she thought of harry of ron of hermione and her muggle-born heritage of dean and his need to run of the broken families houses swallowed by flames the darkness rising over the horizon how many would die how many of her friends would lose their smiles before this was all over the eider-down was filled with the scent of a crackling fire jinny breathed it in her toes curling up beneath the covers muscles sighing and sinking into slumber heartbeat calming words trickling lapsing into silence as demelza stared off into the distance caught up in her own thoughts so he hasn't contacted you at all since then demelza asked breaking out of her reverie nope i used to be jealous at first said demelza after a moment's pause which girl wasn't he's harry potter handsome courageous shy chivalrous one a hell of a seeker but then the things he saw all those 
things that happened to him. You know who targeting him, all that bullshit with Umbridge and Fudge, the Chosen One stuff, and now the most wanted person in Britain. I don't think I'd... I don't think I'd have been able to stand by his side through all that. You're a strong person, Ginny. Ginny pushed herself up from the bed and leant against the headboard, reaching out for another chocolate frog. I don't know if it's got anything to do with being strong. I suppose, maybe a bit, but what's the alternative? We've all got targets on our backs. My family's been branded traitors ever since the war. You know who? You know who killed my uncles, and after all that, having one more person who's caught up in this war? Ginny shrugged. I hope he succeeds. But he ends all this, said Demelza softly. None of us deserve this, least of all him. Yeah. Do you think the DA will continue this thing? I'm... I'm not sure. Who would lead it? asked Ginny. You, or Neville, I suppose. You're the prefects. Well, the capable ones, anyway. You should tell Neville that. Maybe I will said Demelza with a cheeky smile, before it fled, her dimples hidden, tone becoming serious again. But what do you say? Maybe we could ask around, see who's interested. Merlin knows I need to practice my duelling more, especially now. I... I don't know. Maybe. Let's give it a couple of weeks first, figure out how to deal with those Death Eater professors, said Ginny. I... I'm scared, Dem. Her friend inched forward and dropped under the bed covers wrapping her arms around Ginny, her breath a shudder against the redhead's neck. I know, Ginny. Me too.